Yeah, hello. Hello. Bonjour. Bon Bonasera. Mm. Mm. My riffing skills aren't aren't uh, uh, aren't great tonight, and uh, the 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 cleverness of the movie is, <laughs> is is beyond what I'm going to be able to provide this evening. I apologize right out of the gate. I feel like you've set the bar really low for you not to meet it. <laughs> That's my goal, right? You know, uh, yeah. under promise, over deliver. Mm. Or just under promise and then, you know, deliver that promise still. <laughs> Deadline met. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, uh, I guess we should just get right into it. Uh, so Dumb and Dumber. Um, mm -hmm. I saw this. Yeah, I saw this in 1994 in the theater. Did you? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old. Um, and uh, I didn't love it. Uh, and mm. that yeah. didn't resonate with you in 1994. No, go figure. I was a small child too. Um, yeah, I probably should have been right this. Rally. Did, did the jokes go over your head? The the no, they're not really high minded jokes or smart jokes or anything, but they I are. Mean, they require a little bit of thinking, maybe even, sometimes. E even even the non jokes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of uh, adult stuff in here that's not. Uh, mm. I wouldn't say comedy, but is in here f potentially for comedy. Um, you know, like the whole thing where uh, there's manly love in the in the restroom stall of that trucker stop. Um, sure. Yeah. Sea bass. Yeah, sea bass. Um yeah, and and you know, the other things. Uh but uh you yeah, didn't, you, didn't just... la you didn't laugh at the diarrhea when you were uh 12. I think I did. Um I think the <laughs> the uh, the biggest laugh of course always in forever will be the the fro tongue frozen to the ski lift. Um mm. I feel like that is a, a an iconic image um series of images uh mo moving pictures one might say uh, of this uh, film um i mean there's but, there's a lot of iconic uh images and lines from this movie that it's probably been sort of enshrined over the years uh because this this movie sort of held up as a as an example of um i don't know a, a cornerstone of where the comedy was going at the time and where it was or something i don't know like th this uh, pe people talk about this movie as the start of a lot of different things and I, I just think it deserves a lot of credit for that but uh it probably gets referenced and quoted and uh, laughed at more, maybe than it deserves. I don't know if it. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it deserves a lot of credit, but also I'm not able to uh, separate that in my mind from uh, just like it being burned into my head. Because this, this for me is a you know one of the many great TBS specials that was just on mm. year after year after year on TV, uh, mm -hmm. and I, I just. You know, you, you learn all of the lines and all of the sillinesses and uh, just becomes part of you. Yeah, but a very uh, dumb part and a dumber part, too. Um, I yeah, I, I just I never had a positive association with this. Now, in terms of the fairly output, um, I, I uh, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say it because I don't really want to go watch it again. Mm. But I kind of liked me, myself and Irene. Mm. um but it was an interesting one it was unique yeah. if nothing else 
Yeah. Um, and that was, uh, did they not direct that one or did Bobby direct that one? No, uh, directed by Michael Carrenti. Okay. But it was mm. written and produced by them. Okay. But, uh, it has Jim Carrey, um, in right. a, uh, capacity in that as well. Uh, but a dual capacity, one might say, yeah. um, while we're going on record with things that might be unpopular, I, I would like to go on record saying, um, uh, I ha- I have no love in my heart for there's something about Mary. I know that was a very popular movie at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does nothing for me, and I never enjoyed it one bit. Yeah, um, try watching it in a movie theater with your mom and your sister. <laughs> I don't uh, want to do that either. Yeah, I was that was that was not a good choice on anybody's part. Uh, so it's a it's a weird one. Um, and that I just you know. Uh, I don't want to watch the Three Stooges movie. I don't want to watch mm. Dumb and Dumber 2, T.O. Uh, apparently, they have something called Dear Santa that's going to come out. No, thank you. No, thank you to any of this, really. Dumb and, Dumb and Dumber 2 is the recent one, right? 2014 being recent. That, I, that is nine years ago. <laughs> right. So, the only other thing I could say, there, there is... Where was it? Isn't... Dumb and Dumberer. That was the like a prequel. You remember that yeah. one? There was um I think there's quite a few of these spin-offs. I think there was even a cartoon. Um, well, I did see Dumb and Dumberer in the theaters and I will never forget it because uh Amanda will never let me forget it either. But um Oh, you made her go to watch I, it? I, I don't I would didn't make her. I mean it was we it was a thing it was it was a different time. We used to go see movies and stuff. Um mm-hmm. But there's a there's a part in this movie where this this kid kind of jumps up who's been like in a coma the whole time and he runs like straight at a wall and I think he like smashes into the wall and I think he actually goes through it instead of like hitting it and falling down. One of those two. But it was so <laughs> unexpected for me that I laughed out loud in the theater very loudly and I was the absolute only one and I was elbowed very hard for being an embarrassing person watching this movie because it, it made me. It made me legitimately LOL in a in a very noticeable way in this theater of like seven people because nobody wants to see that movie for the 2003 prequel Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah, that was that one guy and that other yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Who could forget them? Uh, we have Dumber. we we all have Eric Christian Olson and Derek Richardson. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, isn't it, is one of the dudes from uh from uh Beer Fest, I think, right? Sure. Oh, Dumb and Dumberer when Harry Colin when Harry met Lloyd. There we go. This is the one. Well, I mean, that's the only one. Yeah, no, there's there's another result that comes up as Dumb and Dumberer, but it's not like a person. It's like a anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's just uh. It's it, there's a part of me that's like I can't believe so many spinoffs and things were made about this. It's not like a rich tapestry. Well, I had to make uh, a a crap ton of money, right? Like this movie over the years has probably made like half an avatar's worth of money or something. Uh, it made two hundred forty-seven million at the box office mm. in bad. the year it was re- released, considering it had a seventeen million dollar budget. Yeah, that's, a, that's uh, a pretty smashing success for this thing. Yeah, it's a pretty good ROI for the old <laughs> New Line Cinema. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, was the 2014 one even, uh, I guess it still made 169.8 million, um, well, on I a 50 million a budget. I remember about it and people were very excited for the return, uh, of the fellows. 
Uh, I think I saw the trailer and they just looked so old and it just made me very sad. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did not consider seeing it. Although if I still had television and I was laying on my couch half in a coma and it came on TBS, I probably would watch most of it. Yeah. And, and far be it for me to be ageist, but uh, they're not spring chickens in Dumb and Dumber. Um, they, they, they are uh, what, like in their late 30s, early 40s, each of them um, mm, in 1994. So adding another 20 years onto it didn't really help. Um, uh, but, well, Jeff uh, Daniels, I think, yeah. is, is older than Jim Carrey. Is that right? Uh, yeah, probably. Seems Why? older. You can't. I am Born in 1955. Um, so he's 68 and Jim Carrey is 61. So nine, you know, just 68, 61. There you go. Yeah. Well, somebody will do some of that math to figure out where that lies. Not, not, not us. Cause in keeping with this, we're not going to be able to do any math. Yeah, um, they were, so they were like mm-hmm. 25, 30 years old when they were making this movie. Something like that. Approximately, I think it was more than that. Mm. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, so anyway, they they're they're making this. They're adults. They're acting like children. Um, that is the the thesis of this: is that they're uh not very well developed children, um, who are adults. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know that I don't know that they're particularly childlike in anything other than their, you know stupidity and i guess naivete a bit but um their naivete their stupidity their uh understanding and expression of what they consider to be romantic attraction mm. um like everything about it is like it's immature that's juvenile sure. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah there you go juvenile and immature that works but yeah. um but it's 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 an astounding effort and testament to both the writing and the acting that they can be they they very quick very quickly establish just exactly how dumb they are, uh, and in sort of this like harmless amusing way, uh, it kind of kind of like a I don't know like a an old cartoon like a, almost like a Mr. Magoo kind of like extremely harmless but dumb kind, not Mr. Magoo being dumb but like you know an old cartoon caricature of a human being but he, you still manage to find well some still manage to find a little bit of empathy for these characters who are on an ill advised quest but you still sort of want to see them maybe achieve some of their goals even if they're idiots i guess someone could root <laughs> for them you don't care if they get to aspen and uh find mary when you're watching no, this movie. that's not pivotal for me and there was uh several points where i paused uh watching this um over the course of the past week um and... <laughs> just to like pinch the bridge of your nose and close your eyes and wonder what you've done with your life well mostly because i was busy but also because i was in no rush um but uh the uh yeah, I, I there there's this whole thing with the pacing of this too where i was just like how long does it take them to get to aspen like what what why why are we why is there still so much movie left in aspen this movie's so long it's um, not that long it's an hour 45 i mean it's uh it's a it's a slower pace. again it was a different time it was 1994 mm-hmm. but um it's kind 106 of six minutes it's kind of uh surprising how if you take out the idiocy of the characters, how sort of um, just basic and understandable the the mechanics of what they're doing is, just like you know, you, the thing you have to buy into is that they found themselves in the middle of this uh, ransom uh, heist or whatever, or uh, just uh, 
the 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 money drop off at the airport kind of thing. If you combine mm-hmm. into that, the rest of it all just makes perfect logical sense. Like they're trying to return the money. There's the there's the mix up with the the hitmen, bad guys, or whatever. And then they get to Aspen, they find Mary, and then there's a little bit of a, a love triangle thingy Bob going on. Um, yeah, the but, plot is remarkably straightforward. Yeah. Uh, it is not a convoluted, twisty-turns-out kind of situation. You follow it really well, which is helpful because uh, the thing you should be paying attention to is, is the silliness of the characters and not what they're actually trying to do. Right. Um, and the I think the better parts of the film, for me... Um, I'm not gonna say good, but the the better parts of this are when they are um exhibiting some of that like Homer Simpson confidence. Um, where there's that uh, they they don't know something, but they don't know that they don't know something. They think they know it, and they're very confident in their knowledge about it. And then they proceed to make a colossal mistake. Um, and that happens a few times here, uh, over and over and over again. And as a matter of fact, um. And the movie even ends on uh, their colossal, a series of colossal misunderstandings with the bikini tour uh, bus. But they, it, it is one of those things where it's just like, this is funny because these people don't understand this. Uh, but in like a harmless way, um, there, there are a couple moments in here where there is, uh, they accidentally kill someone, but it's okay. Cause he was going to kill them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there was uh, another situation where, uh, there's Jeff Daniels kind of assaults <laughs> um, uh, uh, Swanson um, for lack of a better term in the snow. Uh, but then it, she laughs it off and then it's charming. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange film. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's all about setting up the misunderstandings and the comedy that arises through that and their stupidity to derive comedy from it. Um, that all happens and then the story is just something to hang all the stupid stuff off of so yeah it's kind of like the um you know how they say like uh if a drunk driver gets into an accident they're usually the least harmed person because they're just kind of oblivious and very just relaxed the whole time like the, the these main two characters are so dumb that they just keep sort of floating through life uh without being overly affected by positive or negative things they just Continue moving on forward, and everyone around them is just sort of like, "Well, that was weird and chaotic and stuff." But yeah, they they like you said, they are oblivious. That's a good word to describe it because there are decisions that they could make that would produce a better outcome for them. But then there are several moments in this where they uh, do something that should be bad, but ends up being good because no sane person would be expected to do that like when uh mike star as the the hitman guy um i forget his character's name uh joe mentiliano um mentiliano? Eh, didn't they just call him mental yeah so he is, is your you know usual heavy bad guy he's he's in like everything i think he was in like eight movies in 1994 probably uh he he's he's a very yeah he he was in cabin boy the hudsucker proxy on deadly ground blown away baby's day out trial by jury ed wood and dumb and dumber was he playing basically the same character in all of those movies probably i am sure he was (laughs) slightly new yorkish kind of guy maybe he was you know taking tums for his ailments 
Yeah, I mean, he that he seems he's always basically that. Two hundred forty-four um, acting credits. That's a lot of acting credits, my friend. He did a lot of acting. He, he he's an he's quite an actor. Is he um, st- is he still with us? Yeah, he's got okay. something coming out. I guess yeah, upcoming. Look at that. Yeah, but mm. uh, he he's not doing like eight films a year these days. Probably not anymore. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, he's he's in a lot of stuff, uh, and he's perfectly cast for this because he is uh very serious and is taking them seriously, even though they're idiots. Until the point where he meets them and realizes they're idiots. And then he lets his guard down, which is why he dies. Um, <laughs> For a so, moment. It is also yeah. worth mentioning that everyone in this movie is taking everything pretty much completely seriously. Like, they're not, there's no winking at the camera in this movie at all. Uh, just because, you know, they don't know how to wink, probably. No, but, well, uh, there's one part where they hang a lantern on it at the end when they have their little, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a deus ex machina, but the, where they have the thing where he had a, a, a bulletproof vest on. Um, and then, uh, Lloyd asks, well, what if they had shot you in the face? And he's like, what if they shot me in the face? And then it's like, well, we were prepared for blah, 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 you know? So there's a risk it, we're willing to take. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So they, they, they hang a lantern on that. So yeah, there is, but for the most part, like you said, um, everyone takes everything they're saying and doing sincerely in a way that would not be realistic um, because their behavior and mannerisms and style and presentation of themselves and the way they comport themselves in the circles they are traveling in um, would not necessarily lead to the outcomes that uh, they experience, but, uh, but everyone seems to always take them seriously um, no matter what, which is how it ends up working, how the story and the comedy of it ends up working um, because you're buying into people who are buying into them. Yeah. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's also, um, I don't know. It's extraordinarily slapstick, which is not really a thing that people really can pull off much anymore. Uh, but just the the way they commit to these things and the the characters themselves, they just very much lend themselves to that. Con- I mean, Jim Carrey. Like this movie couldn't have existed with Jim without Jim Carrey. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm actually. I'm not sure. Have you read any or seen any of the sort of behind the scenes stuff about how they were extremely uh, concerned with putting Jeff Daniels in this movie, and he basically shot yeah, for like a week without jim carrey before they would even like say okay you can stay in the movie kind of stuff i didn't see that part i just saw the part where they only paid him fifty thousand dollars because oh jeff wow Daniel, jeff daniels wanted to be in the movie so desperately but jim carrey got paid seven million she, um, that's an extraordinary pay difference i'm sure yeah. you made it up in residuals maybe hopefully i don't know i mean uh, it, it seemed like it i don't know why but it seemed like a passion project for jeff daniels well this was like a, a first comedy role for him and he's he had mm-hmm. been known for serious actory stuff uh, and I, I don't know, I saw the video somewhere. It's probably TikTok because everything's on TikTok now, uh, where they said, um, he started his, you know, shooting and they're like, oh yeah, yeah Jim Carrey will be here tomorrow, whatever. And they just kept going. It was like, yeah, he'll be here tomorrow, whatever. But they, they, they basically just pushed it off and shot for a week straight without Jim Carrey, just Jeff Daniels. And I think Lauren Holly doing this, the skiing stuff just to see if he had the, uh, the comedy chops or if they had to recast him before they actually really got into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're like, okay, you passed. And then Jim Carrey basically called him and said like, good job, buddy. We're making a movie now. Uh, and then they, uh, they became best buds forever. <laughs> good for them. Despite yeah. that pay disparity, the dramatic <laughs> pay disparity. Well, you know, Jim Carrey had done what Ace Ventura had come out or something. That, or maybe it didn't was, come out yet. No, it, it, 
according to Wikipedia, which we all know is very true. Never um, they, uh, Farrelly brothers didn't know anything about Jim Carrey. They hadn't seen him on in living color. Um, and they screened or attended a screening of Ace Ventura pet detective. And then they realized that he was perfect. And so then they wanted him. Um, and then apparently at some point prior to this, Nicholas cage was supposed to be Lloyd Christmas, but then he was supposed to be uh, the Jeff Daniels character, but then they couldn't get him and the money and stuff. So he did leaving Las Vegas instead. Um, so that's mm, that same so, time know, frame. Similar choice, right? Yeah, right. And then apparently Steve Martin and Martin Short both turned down the role of Lloyd, uh, according to Wikipedia. Uh. Um, and uh, some website I've never heard of, Split Cider, uh, Gary, Gary Oldman and cage were original choices for lord and harry wow gary oldman and nicholas cage that would that's like the the dc universe version of this movie to this movie's marvel kind of thing <laughs> this, yeah, it would just be too dark and weird yeah and then uh could you imagine them getting along on set no thank you uh but uh then you got uh your chris elliott and rob lowe another proposed pairing um uh, remember when chris wait, elliott used to be casting things <laughs> he could be he could be harry but Rob Lowe is Lloyd. I I feel like Rob Lowe has great comedic chops, but not for this. Yeah, he um, also has like one yeah. speed, and Lloyd in this movie is uh is is dialed to fourteen. Uh, so yeah, all speeds. Oof. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean this. I don't know. This feels like one of those movies that you know comes along every once in a couple of decades, where it's just like a, a perfect. Uh, coincidence of a bunch of different things and all of the pieces come together uh, to create something bigger than it could have otherwise been and it it became a, a massive hit and obviously you know a lot of that work is Jim Carrey and uh, Jeff Daniels sort of playing off of him and sort of you know he's 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 hanging in there he does some good stuff with Harry uh, but I don't know the, 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 this movie has an energy that is unmatched by other movies of the time I think I know you don't have a whole lot of love for it but you know the hundreds of millions of dollars it made i think sort of imply that a little bit yeah well, i mean i i'm i'm it never enchanted me but uh i i am revisiting it also through you know 2023 eyes mm. so it's not like i'm you know seeing this again afresh anew uh in the late 90s or mid to late 90s um like you were and so i don't i don't quite have that affinity for it mm. um but i i as we've discussed previously, um, I, for some silly reason, like the rundown and dude, where's my car and like <laughs> a, other absurd things that are not you know, legitimately not good movies. You just um, prefer Sean William Scott to these guys. Yeah. So that, that's what we needed was Sean William Scott um, in, in one of these roles. Although he would have been too young. <laughs> was, was he not in the, the sequel? I feel like he would be perfect for the sequel. Uh, probably, I don't dumber. think so. When Harry met Lloyd, there's got to be there's got to be a Sean William Scott in here. No, I mean he was too busy in the uh, American Pie verse um, after the because that was what was that ninety eight nine ninety seven ninety eight in two thousand three he was still still too big because of the Pie verse. Oh, Shia well, I mean, LaBeouf was in that one. I forgot. Ugh. Yeah, Eugene Yuck. Levy, Luis no, Guzman. Yeah, that was also. I feel like that also happened to the American Pie verse is like you just 
you're banking on Eugene Levy to hold up <laughs> the, the, the comedy chops for the movie because all of the uh, teens uh, were aging out of uh, the roles and they need to be replaced with unknowns. Um, mm. So, yeah, also, I, I, uh, I very much did not like those movies. I mean, I did. They no. were fine or whatever, but they, they did not. They did nothing for me. Um, I only remember the first two. Yeah, there were what, like five of them or something? I don't know. I think I mostly Shit. just remember the first one. I mean, I think after the second one, they might have all been straight to video. Yeah, um, it should have been. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, they, you know, their they're, they're, they're depiction of lacrosse playing is very bad, I will say. Oh, that, see, that's why you didn't like it. Yeah, that's why it immediately <laughs> turned me off. I saw I saw Stifler pick up that ground ball and, like, run to the net and score that goal, and everyone was excited. I was like, that, no. That was, this is the first time you have ever touched a lacrosse stick, and I am offended, and I'm walking out. Yeah, but I there's nowhere to walk out. I've never, I would never <laughs> see that movie in a theater, and I would never pay to see that movie. But anyway, okay, well that's fine. I but part of the reason, uh, you know, I think this movie is enduring, shall we say, is because of the star power uh, of Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, but mostly Jim Carrey. Um, so people, you know, come come to see Jim Carrey be a walking, talking cartoon person. Yeah. Um, I mean, he and, really puts yeah. in an, an extraordinary amount of effort, uh, but makes it look kind of easy. Like his whole vibe, like this is this, I, I wouldn't say it's peak Jim Carrey, but like, this is what put him up there mm-hmm. basically. Well, I mean, Ace Ventura pet detective put him up there. Um, but it's very easy to only do Ace Ventura pet detective and then nothing else ever again. That's um, arguably, arguably a more wacky character than Lloyd. Yeah, but uh, this is a different kind of wacky character. But just the fact that he was able to do this after that and he didn't have a sophomore slump, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was doing well for a while. Uh, it, I, I would say in the 2000s, he made some we've been through this before when we talked about Sonic. He, he made some less than amazing choices at some point in his life, but, uh, well, he, he tried yeah. to do a reverse Jeff Daniels pivot, right. You know, right around liar, liar, when he tried to get more serious and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dan, can you write down reverse Jeff Daniels pivot, please? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I changed the keycaps on my keyboard and if I type on it, it's going to be very loud. So oh, I don't want to, I, I thought you were saying like you were halfway done and you only had, you know, Oh no, 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 it's just keyboard. No, it's just, you know, it's not that bad. Can you hear that? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of wiggle, little, little too thocky, as they say. As the kids Mm. say, too much thock. That's why I got, uh, I got one of these, these thin, uh, sad Apple keyboards, Bluetooth keyboards that I only bring out for podcast days. Oh, see, that's smart. I, I had my thin little Keychron keyboard that I, uh, Bluetooth that I used for stuff like that when I wanted to have like a quieter typing experience. Um, but then I left it in Tampa, uh, on purpose, not mm. by accident because mm. I was just like, I would just like to have a keyboard here. So I don't have to <laughs> so you can get bring home a keyboard. Go, oh, no, I guess I need a new keyboard at home. Yeah. For my primary computer. Yeah. Well, also I had three at home at that point. So it seemed a little silly. Mm. Um, and now how many do you have? Two. Mm. Not counting the, iMac one and the two old Logitech ones that are crap, but well, you know, are two, in two my closet. One, and one is none, so yeah. you might so you might want to get another one. One one crappy Logitech one. No, no, it's a, it's the Keychron V one that I bought last year. Um, that's the one I put the new keycaps on, and then the uh, Keychron C one uh, was the one that have the the transparent 
ABS keycaps on, and that mm. one's that one's nice, but it's not as nice. And this one has this is the one with the volume knob. Oh, you get you get a knob keyboard. Okay, yeah, this is a volume knob keyboard. Um, nice. So it, it, that's how you know I'm a real professional. Um, but also, I mostly just wanted to use this one because uh, the function row keys don't have the media button stuff and like which one is the volume up and volume down labeled on it. Um, so if I use the volume knob, then I know where the volume <laughs> controls are. But is it clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, it is clockwise to raise and then counterclockwise to lower. Mm. And if you push it, it mutes. Oh, that's not bad. If you push it again, does it unmute? Yes. But nice. also, if you rotate it, it will unmute too because you've adjusted the volume. Sure. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. That's uh, it's like a cars do that with the volume. Yeah. They have knobs. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fine. Um, but back to the movie because I don't think uh our characters would really do a lot of keyboard modding um or keycap replacement potentially i mean you know they're 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 living life high in aspen maybe they have opinions on keycaps uh when they finally have their when they finally uh uh, dig into their nest egg as they call it Mm -hmm. uh what what, what do you think is the lambo of of uh keyboards what (laughs) uh i i don't know you would have to ask uh mike hurley or somebody else i don't know yeah I don't know, because the most expensive ones I can think of are, like, the mode keyboards, but those don't seem, like, ostentatious. It would have um, to be some sort of, like, goofy, weirdly shaped Alienware thing, because Lamborghinis mm-hmm. are very uh, it, it, crazy looking, on mm-hmm. top of being fairly impractical, uh, and not the best performance uh, that you could buy. It's it's a style thing, so. Right. Which Lambo was this? This was a Lambo, right? It's not yeah, it, was, it was a Diablo. Okay uh not my favorite yeah. no well i mean a lot of people have a soft spot for the diablo but i don't know if you ever watched like the doug demiro or uh mm. yeah throttle house videos they did they, they're not they don't seem like they would be good to drive no yeah. i mean uh he lives the diablo and what he's you know, like what like three or four years younger than us or something like mm-hmm. he's like ah this was my growing up poster car on the wall is like i i had a countach on my wall and i am not that much older than you so you're making me feel old so cut it out uh, but yeah, the Countach, which he actually owns now, which is odd and embarrassing and makes me sad. But uh, that's that's the much better looking car, but also extremely bad to drive. So I'm yes. given to understand. But um, they're all bad. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it makes you wonder, though. I've never been to Aspen. Have you been to Aspen? Do they have just Lamborghini dealerships hanging out there? Because there's a lot of rich people in Aspen. Uh, I have not been to Aspen. Also, this movie wasn't shot in Aspen. Uh, mm. So i don't feel like it's representative but probably closer to that i mean it seems like there's a lot of money there uh that and what is it Vale, colorado um mm. i don't know i just i don't i don't ski i'm not a skier uh did you know that according to the uh the internet robot that is not wikipedia but the other internet robot that is never wrong uh aspen colorado i think and fairbanks alaska are the two places on earth that historically have a 100 percent chance of snow on christmas wow yeah I, w- well, I, w- I was asked where where we could go have a white Christmas if we were so inclined one time, and I, I asked the internet robot on my phone, and it said, uh, those two places. Well, that's part of the reason why we picked this movie, obviously. Yeah, uh, it's Christmas time. Yeah, and uh, well, I mostly I, I picked it because uh, Jim Carrey is, is playing Lloyd Christmas, mm-hmm. and that was enough of a qualifier um, yeah, and now for us it, to do this. It's not really said in the movie, but do you think Lloyd Christmas is the cousin of... 
Saint Nicholas, you know, just Christmas. Is he Father Christmas? But Cousin Christmas? Well, I mean, he probably has a Father Christmas. Well, he, sure. Uh, and a Mother Christmas? A Mother Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aspen, Colorado, and Fairbanks, Alaska. Real-time follow-up. 100% historical chance. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, computer. Um, so are, but, are, you, are you and Amanda going to hop in the car after this? And, no. Uh, no? No I mean, I, Christmas? I'm all, I'm all for checking out Aspen, but I don't... I don't, I don't want to go anywhere right now. Check, check out that Aspen. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah. I, 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 you, I don't mind driving in snow. I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> it wasn't a challenge. Yeah. It sounded like a challenge. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully you do it on something other than a teeny tiny little motorbike. Um, yeah. It made yeah. me laugh just going up the hill with all the cars behind there just going like yeah. two miles an hour. I think there are a few like real good laughs in this movie for me. And one of them is that motorbike uh when he pulls up to harry at the side of the road and harry is so upset about how stupid lloyd is and how he he could possibly do this and uh then he says and then you turn around and you do something like this and redeem yourself and it's just like this that was that that's good because it's 70 miles a gallon on this hog yeah he, he uh he goes from seeming like the kind of reaction we would all have that this was a terrible idea to embracing it because he's an idiot uh so it's just like it 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 is a, a perfect moment in the film i like i like that one and i also like uh the the uh i'm ashamed to admit i laugh at the dead parakeet uh with the the head <laughs> the the kid petting it or when he shouts yeah. our pets heads are falling off all both <laughs> <laughs> you're a sick man Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you do you remember? Uh, oh God, what was the TV show she was watching? Um, the the hard hitting news broadcast. Oh, it was a, a current affair. Current affair. Do you I, like? You remember that logo and that sound? It was so yeah, distinctive. Yeah. Back then. Although I, I remember, it, it wasn't really until I was watching this that I that that moment of you know recollection occurred, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a show. Like I uh, up until that point, I hadn't thought about a current affair. <laughs> like. <laughs> 30 years um but uh i i i definitely think about uh remember hard copy i do but you know that Mm -hmm. that sound that they have yeah yeah i mean i can't obviously do it but there there were so many of those shows at the time yeah i mean 60 minutes survived somehow through that whole sort of Mm -hmm. downfall of these serious hard-hitting uh what's the what's the murder one that we got the most wanted kind of stuff. You got the the creepy guy walking around in the smoky fog talking about uh, oh un- unsolved mysteries isn't really go. like it's not specifically murder, but uh you, yeah unsolved mysteries. Um and then there's uh uh what was it um twenty twenty was more of a serious news thing to go along with your sixty minutes. Like I, I put those yeah. in a different category than these other like tabloid um kind of things. Uh, Which one I'm, was uh, Barbara Walters? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, to be perfectly honest, and then um, uh, Larry King, you know, for yeah, way too long. Duh, <laughs> suspenders. Um, <laughs> Larry I'm on Ducktales. <laughs> I still think about that one from time to time. <laughs> Such a good clip. Yeah. Uh, private jets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at Aspen on a map now. It's 11 hours and eight minutes away. Fastest drive. It's it's interesting how much you're dwelling on getting there right now. Well, you um, know, I I live in the desert. I fantasize uh-huh. about snowy places with mountains and trees and stuff. So, you know, I could uh I, I I'd be interested in checking it out. 
Well, I mean, isn't it easier for you to go to snow that's actually in Arizona? Yeah, but that's boring snow full of hippies. <laughs> are, are you trying to throw some shade at Flagstaff? Flagstaff is a weird place. It's a very <laughs> weird place. Anyone that says that Flagstaff is cool or not weird is a weirdo. Uh, yeah, be, be skeptical of Flagstaff people. Mm-hmm. You should go to Nebraska um, and see the Rockies. Uh, yeah. They, they they did manage to find the the flattest possible horizon they, uh, to make that joke really work. Yeah, yeah. There there are a few uh, geography jokes in this that are pretty good. Um, <laughs> they don't discriminate on which type of humor no. they go for. There's there's uh you got all kinds of all kinds of silly st- stupid jokes in here. No, but it, it's like <sighs> so much of it is is just their confidence in it, their absolute unshakable faith in what they they think they know um which is wonderful like uh the way that uh what was it uh oh yeah he, he, uh, harry was talking about how uh he was she he uh his girlfriend sent him a, a john deere letter mm-hmm. instead of a dear john letter so john deere like the tractor company um and yes one of and I know it's so dumb, but I still love it. it it's it's uh, what is the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. I'll mm, have that. <laughs> that. Sounds good. I'll have that. Yeah, it's um, you know, may, maybe that's partly what it is. Without the you know the the when I say there's like no winking at the camera mm-hmm. or anything, uh, they're just like they don't react to any of the silliness. It, it's all just their day to day life. Uh, no, because to them they're not being f- they well they think they're being funny in some other parts where they're trying to like be humorous on purpose but all this other stuff they're 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 bought in on it like they they're not making a joke um you know laughing at camera yeah mm-hmm. they are they, they are the they are the joke they don't mm-hmm. laugh at the jokes they're you know yeah they're, they're, their their playfulness is again the very childlike stuff like wouldn't it be funny to stick the peppers you know, like eight of the, like they almost died eating one of the peppers, but they're going to stick eight of them in the, uh, the guys that they've just met in, in his sandwich. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that he has a severe ulcer problem and then also is carrying rat poison instead of his yeah. ulcer medication. Um, yeah, that's good. Oopsie uh, Daisy. What a goof. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we also have, uh, stuff in here, like in terms of their childishness, it's just like, uh, you can't, like triple stamp a double stamp or whatever like you just have all these games that that are obviously stuff that exists in their repertoire as characters that you know are de- long-standing things from them uh in their childhood of knowing each other that uh is, is just very uh believable that they have a, a long history like they, they don't feel like two people that just met each other on the street no, um, definitely not no, it is. It feels like it's gone on forever before the movie started. Um, Which and would make it, you think, like you know, seeing when these guys met and became best friends might be an interesting movie. And given that I cannot remember a single like actual moment of plot or story from the the prequel, I'm gonna say no, it's not. No, I mean that they didn't make a prequel sequel. It's probably not a good sign. A prequel sequel, like a d- dumb and dumberer. Mm-hmm. Too many mm-hmm. ERs. Yeah. It came in sixth place opening weekend behind Finding Nemo, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, Bruce Almighty, 
Regrets Go Wild, and Hollywood Homicide. So they were up against Jim Carrey, huh? Yeah. Wow. You go up against the king, you best not miss. Um, and they miss. They missed well, big. I mean, they got my $6 or whatever it was, whichever year that came out. And that added to that $39.3 box office that they collected. Yeah, you guys are welcome. They, that, I don't think that movie broke even on its marketing budget. <laughs> uh, probably not. It was probably, no. it was probably pretty hyped. Yeah. yeah. It was more expensive to make than the first movie. 19 million versus 17 million. Well, that's just inflation. <laughs> Between 1994 and 2003? Yeah, nine years. Yeah, you're, you're, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, I have no desire, and we will not be watching any sequels to this. Oh, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not going to be um, dumb and dumber cinematic universe completionists here. Why? Why would we do that? I, I don't know. It's kind of our thing that we do from time to time. Okay, I'll do it if you watch another Star Trek movie. <laughs> it's not a dare. Like I don't care. Uh, 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 you know, I. I shouldn't even say it. I'm vaguely curious what the sequel is like, but mm. also I, I feel like the sequel completely will disavow anything from the prequel. So that's fine. Um, but also, again, I think I still have the same feeling that it's going to make me sad. I mean, we're adults, Dan. What can't make us sad? Mm. I guess the other way to put it is what, what would make us happy. happy? Yeah. <laughs> if anything. Uh <sighs> Let's let's just read the the just the log line off of IMDb uh, for Dumb and Dumber Two. Um, <clears throat> Twenty years since their first adventure, Lloyd and Harry go on a road trip to find Harry's newly discovered daughter, who was given up for adoption. Oh, uh, I don't think I want to know who that is. Oh, Bill Murray is in it. My God. Oh my God, Kathleen Turner. She plays Freda Felcher. <gasps> e. E. Kathleen Turner. Rachel Melvin. Uh, is this this looks like the only young person? Is this the daughter? Oh no, I saw a spoiler in the cast. Don't keep reading. <laughs> in the cast? Yeah, don't keep reading. This is a spoiler in the cast. What, how, how do you have a spoiler in the cast? I if I tell you then it spoils. <laughs> Alright, well Yeah. No, if you ever if you ever go watch it, you you're not going to want to know. Um, so yeah, well, I already know too much. I better keep that safe just in case. Yeah, um, your back pocket in my back pocket. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the other things about Dumb and Dumber that is always astounding every time I see it is that uh, Jim Carrey and and Lauren Holly were married for a long time. Really? Yeah. Long time. I was just looking at it. Where did it go? Uh, da, 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 I'm clicking. Three three years is not a long time. Oh wow! It felt like a long. Well, again, this was the times. Oh wait, um, no, no, no. They it's... married in 1991. Divorced two years later in 1993. Uh, oh no, that was Danny Quinn. And then in 1994, she met Jim they Carrey. They were together for less than a year. Yeah. Maybe it was just the Wait, story. In 1996, they were married. 
and July of 97, yeah. they were divorced. It, uh, maybe it was just that it was the story surrounding this thing that, that, you know, that I think this, maybe this is where, yeah, this probably would have been where they would have met and, or something. And, huh. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. Still, I mean, fairly shocking. Uh, I feel like that happened a lot in the 90s. Uh, mm. People would meet each other on movie sets. They'd get married for two years, max, and then they would be divorced. Sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, especially when Jim Carrey is in the mix. Like, you're not, you're probably not. I mean, there's oh, like, yeah. not much Jim Carrey could do that would really surprise you, I think. I, I mean, just imagine him being on all the time. I don't think he is. I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, uh, there have been a few interviews with him. I think he was on Seinfeld's mm. driving around show or whatever, but he's, he can be a fairly n- normal, albeit odd person. Okay. I mean, like he's not, he's not talking out of his butt to order pancakes at the restaurant or whatever. You seem unconvinced. Yeah. I, I just don't know. He just seems like he'd be really annoying. I mean, I mean, vaccine sure to be annoying for sure. His, but. his vaccine skepticism, um, his weird, just, I don't know. He's just a strange guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he really bonded with uh, with with the the role of Andy Kaufman and kind of took a lot of that to heart. Okay. Andy Kaufman is also a very weird person. Uh. You never seen that movie? You probably shouldn't see that no. movie. It, it includes uh, uh, what's her name from the band that married Kurt Cobain. My brain's uh, really firing on all cylinders tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Courtney Love of, plays. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, the only thing I could think of is Hole. And I'm like, that's not a name. <laughs> it's just the name of the band. Exactly. Yeah, but Courtney um, Love uh, is, is, uh, is, yeah. is his, his partner in the movie. And, you know. Uh, yikes. Um, Speaking of yikes, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no reason you would have, but uh, Courtney Love was on Mark Maron's podcast like six, eight months ago. Mm. I, still, still still listening to the guests there huh uh, stamps.com ads from, <laughs> not a lot of stamps i think it's mostly simply safe these days oh yeah you can't have enough home security i don't uh, i don't i skip the ads, yourself home uh, security i skip the ads enough now that i could i couldn't riff a simply safe ad for you yeah. sorry that's fine uh yeah i don't know uh one th- fun fact that i just learned about jim carrey from wikipedia that i did not know was that uh jim carrey in april 2002 i uh, sorry 2022 uh, announced that he minted his first nft uh via the platform super rare what was it uh it's a nft based on a painting because remember, yeah, he's, can't, he's a painter. It's not, it's not. It's not the painting, but he, uh, he, the NFT is not the painting itself. It is the uh, idea of the image of the painting receipt that you're buying. Um, and so he he uh, had that for Sun Shower, which was the name of the painting, um, and it was accompanied by an original voiceover. Um, so mm. it's good that he got into that, I guess, uh, as a hobby. I just clicked over to my Wikipedia tab, and the first thing at the top of the production notes is that this this film was originally conceived by John Hughes. I don't know what conceived by John Hughes means. Uh, oh, he, well, in Wikipedia, it says that he wrote the movie and then sold it to the Farrelly brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uncredited from the writing credits. I, I mean, did he just come up with the outline for it, or did he actually write the whole script? That would... There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of riffing in this movie too. I don't so maybe know. Well, I mean, it, 
yeah i i don't know how much of the none of this feels like super john Hughesy in in any way um but it, but it maybe the it, oh, extraordinarily straightforward plot or something but <laughs> the the bumbling henchman um <laughs> that part uh yeah potentially oh wait did uh, did lauren holly have red hair in this movie I mean, yes. she has red hair. So there you go. That's that's what John Hughes wrote. Uh, oh, I wasn't okay. Redheaded. <laughs> I mean, not to not to uh, say that John Hughes is not a fantastic, once in a generation, amazing writer, but uh, it's not it's not great. <laughs> so I, I have no problem believing that a lot of the uh, silly jokes that are in here are not John Hughes jokes. Mm. Um, you know, it's just my guess. Yeah, two hundred seventy-five thousand. I'd hang on to that one. That's a, that's a car <laughs> written on a a, a napkin, as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. There's not much else to say about this movie. There's no <laughs> twists and turns or like what I would have done stuff to say. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to say about skiing or Aspen or no, Lambos? I mean, you know when attempting to discuss this movie uh the 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 concern in 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 one's mind probably not yours is that it's just going to become about uh you know quoting lines and talking about all the bits that you love and stuff uh which is basically what anyone ever does when you talk about this movie you know uh you know killing the owl with the cork uh you know dumb jokes like you know bread a bullshoy in a shitsu and call it a bullshit all that stuff like the the mm-hmm. whole movie is is just full of things for people to quote and talk about how much they enjoy the movie um but yeah in 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 trying to think about like why why this movie is so enduring for people i mean even amanda when she said she she got annoyed that i said we were going to talk about this she's like you're just gonna crap all over this movie that i i I love i'm like oh she loves it she, she certainly does yeah i mean it's i mean again oh, if amanda. you were of a certain age in 1994 like this kind of humor is mm-hmm. uh infantile and uh you know as a as a child who is probably infantile way way too long uh you know the the humor is is funny um well let me put it to you this way when uh tvos let me watch the movie again (laughs) and i was able to resume it in the living room Uh uh, and jason was watching it uh for the first time ever for the um, first time ever for the first time ever never seen it uh, and he, uh, he said, what is this? This is so stupid. And I said, well, it's called Dumb and Dumb. That's what um, it says on the tin, Jason. I, I know. And he's like, I can't believe you're subjecting me to this. Um, so he, he did, he was well, not you got to start it over from the beginning, Jason, so you can understand uh-huh. it. And w- one of his main concerns is who all of the people were. Um, and I was like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that sounds like the concern of somebody who watches movies over other people's shoulder on an airplane without being it able to is, hear them. Well, I mean, because, you know, his number one activity is when the flight lands. Just reading the Wikipedia summary of what happened? Yes, exactly. He That's exactly what he does. He he pulls up the Wikipedia page for that movie, and he reads the entire plot summary and the cast and everything. Um, and he just imagines it, what the movie would have been like in his head? I guess. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't understand the appeal of does this. Does he ever seem satisfied after he does that? No. But, I, I mean, he... Like a glad I avoided watching that thing? I don't know. I mean, there are some occasions where he's mentioned that because he watched a movie over someone's shoulder and then read the Wikipedia page afterwards that seemed interesting and he wanted to watch it then. 
Um, Did that ever work is, out? Did he make you watch the movie with him? I can't remember a time specifically where that occurred. Uh, but uh, I mean, he rarely wants to watch stuff. I think it's mainly like he when he's on his return flight, he'll look forward to the mm. in-flight entertainment um, navigation for the, the thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, he's he was not won over um, by this movie. Sure. That's for sure. I mean, you're certainly not going to be won over coming into the middle of it unless you, you've watched uh, all the different pieces of it at various times uh, as shown on linear television when you're a teenager or something. I mean, there's nothing to understand. It's not like, oh, you you missed the the complex plot that was woven up until this point. Didn't I was just you like, see how hurt Lloyd looked when he saw that Harry was on a date with the woman that he loves. Didn't that tug at some heartstrings when he pretended to vomit? No, no. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that's what a, a reaction gif you've seen many times. Um, but uh, I, again, I watch this movie with headphones because I watch mm-hmm. most movies with headphones now. And he's actually mm-hmm. he's, he's he's making those those gaggy noises, and it's actually kind of uncomfortable to hear him make those noises. Yeah, he makes a lot of uh, like we said, he's a, just a cartoon. Yeah. Um. So he, he makes a lot of noises that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, like the uh, hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound of the world? Ah! And then it's just like that. I will forever be able to hear yeah. that sound in my head. I think that uh, that's one thing that uh, is is uh, an ad lib on his part that he just he just threw out there. I mean, it's effective yeah. because it totally makes you feel like he's very annoying. Um, so yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's a movie that I feel ill-advised to contextualize just because it, it it feels again apparently falsely it feels so ingrained in the the culture of a generation that i might be a member of that uh it, it is beyond reproach to criticize i mean obviously there are all of the silly dumb things uh there's a lot of you know I, it, what would be interesting to know to to know and there's no way for me to know this is what would this be like to to watch as a 40 year old man in 1994 because it is so extraordinarily infantile but i feel like a lot of things at that time were unsophisticated and infantile uh yeah so like what, what would what would the reaction be like as a 40 year old person in 1994 watching this i mean i couldn't tell you the answer to that but it, it is mm, not as good as Forrest gump <laughs> it is well i mean there, that was the movie poster um was them on the park bench uh because that's what you would do is you would you would have a satire, even though that has nothing to do with the film. Um, but uh, yeah, it is. It is of its time in a lot of ways, because I don't feel like, you know, this sits in with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. This sits in with um, just like the, you know, me, myself and Irene, the mm. something about Mary. There's just like that slapstick juvenile um like teenage boy kind yeah. of humor but you about got this suits, stuff like you know mm-hmm. it, this this movie immediately minted halloween costumes probably several of them because the dog outfit at the beginning is pretty good too yeah in the van um the although van. I, i've never, never seen someone actually do the van um but uh the uh yeah i don't know like i mean I don't like hate the movie. I just no, no. You know, I'm just trying just, to wonder, yeah. just like what would the reaction of an like an honest to goodness adult have been at the time? Could they have found the humor in this if they weren't uh, 
well, I think it was like, what was it? Uh, Ebert gave it two stars and, and said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, here. Roger Ebert gave the film two stars for the hit or miss comedic elements, but praised the performances of Carrie and Daniels, dubbing the former a true original and writing that the dead parakeet joke made me laugh so loudly. I embarrassed myself. I just couldn't stop. Um, so yeah, I, oh, I don't know who Stephen Holden of the New York Times is, but he's, he's worked at the New York Times and he's called Jerry the new Jerry Lewis, which is ugh, what a compliment. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it wasn't looked down upon in a major way, but it's not, yeah, I wonder if it, really, it just had to have been, uh, nobody's ever seen anyone commit to comedy the way Jim Carrey did in the early to mid nineties and just being enthralled at the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the showmanship and just the, just the over the topness of it all. Well, I mean, you had like Chris Farley and you had, yeah. uh, you know, that it, there was a lot of physical comedy. Um, you imagine how exhausting it would be to see Jim Carrey and, uh, Chris Farley in the same room at the same time. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine them in this movie, uh, instead of Jeff Daniels, it was Chris Farley. No, that's you. That's two uppers. You need an upper and a downer. <laughs> well, not if you're. Uh, that's that's a very incense joke. <laughs> um, sorry, Dan. sorry. Tread carefully. Yeah, uh, it's not. I did not mean it that way. I meant mm-hmm. in terms of comedy balancing it out. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're, they're both. They would just like. Uh, it would be like a resonant frequency that like amplifies itself until it explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, this is, I think it is more like historical staying power than um, Beverly Hills Ninja. Uh, So there's that. (laughs) Beverly Hills Ninja had so much heart, though. (laughs) Did it? (laughs) (laughs) It tries. Uh, I've seen it. I've I've seen it. I all I remember is a couple of small parts where. He's like trying to do stuff and his like uh better kung fu brother or whatever is like actually beating up the bad guys for him and he doesn't notice and he's like, Wow, I'm really good at stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's not it's certainly not this movie in terms of enjoyment. No. Um, that, that movie is definitely sort of winking and nodding at the silliness yeah. and understanding that yeah. it's not. Oh god. Um but I mean, there's nothing else to say, really, other than it, it has a nostalgic place in your heart. Um, yeah. And it, it is, um, I don't know, it, it's kind of a placeholder in, in uh, I think, our cultural um, history. Uh, I, I'm not sure that there are a lot of, like, Gen Z kids who are going to go back and revisit Dumb and Dumber. Um, no, it's probably too too cringe. Uh, yeah, this is extremely cringe, and, by the way. Or cancelable. Mm, extremely cancelable. Yeah. Remember the 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 Hooters joke? Um, yeah, no, just, just the owls. Nice Hooters. I mean, yeah, the it's it, it's a joke that, that spawned a food chain. So it, no, it was the other way around, Dan. I, I'm just saying, like it's. <laughs> I, I, How dare you besmirch the fine eating establishments of Clearwater, Florida? So bad, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I think the best thing on their menu was the grilled cheese sandwich. Uh no. I would never eat like actual food there. <laughs> well, what does that mean? You would only eat the chicken wings. Well, I, it, what it means is my dad would take us to Hooters oh. um, when we were children. <laughs> As a family affair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you know, he was divorced and uh, he would just take us there 
is a way to kill time and watch games. Yeah, and, I was say, uh, there used to be a lot of different yeah. places where you could go have a beer, or some chicken wings, and watch football on on TVs. Uh, there are fewer of those now, um, but I think they have decidedly less uh, spandex. I, I don't know. Well, I turned out the way I turned out, so let that be a lesson to all of you sad and lonely fathers not to take your children <laughs> to Hooters. Um, but uh, uh, these yeah. days it's uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You ever been in a Buffalo mm-hmm. Wild Wings? I know it's a joke, but like, have you ever been in a Buffalo Wild Wings? No, I don't like wings. Well, uh, sure. I mean, they have other things too, but I, I know and they also have adult chicken nuggets. That they call boneless wings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's like, um, it's like you take like a dirty Toys R Us with a carpeted floor and then you put like a restaurant inside of it. Uh, I mean, dirty Toys R Us is kind of redundant. Yeah. Um, but like, you ever, yeah. you ever been in a restaurant and you have like a moment where you're like waiting for the waiter or somebody and you, you accidentally look up at the drop ceiling to, to see that it hasn't been cleaned in multiple decades. Like there's yeah, just cobwebs I, in the corner hanging down like three feet. No, it's usually just that weird brown stain um, from water damage. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's the brown stain, but there's the, what, what do you even call it? It's not even a cobweb. What's the thing that looks like a cobweb is just made out of dust bunnies? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. Yeah. But the, it's just like up, stuck to the little, like the little sharp bits of the drop ceiling and the stucco mm-hmm. and just hanging down. And you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. One of these days that's going to fall down into somebody's, you know, Bud Light and boneless wings. Yeah. Just, you know, you got to get the pitcher um, to save money. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, but, you know, you got to have two people at the table. You can't buy a pitcher for yourself or whatever. There used to be rules for stuff like that. There probably isn't anymore. There's no I rules in retail anymore. Uh, no rules, just right. Different chain. Which one was that? Outback Steakhouse. Oh, we still have an Outback. Not too far away. Another another Florida specialty. Yeah. Yeah, blue I mean, onion, just which is not <laughs> it's not Australian, but uh, well, it says yeah, yeah. I mean, what really surprised me though was when we went to Portugal, um, and to the town, to the uh, city town of Porto, uh, where Port is from, um, and uh, go to restaurants and they had blooming onions, um, and you're just like, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't what happened. The- this is this is the American menu that we we give to the Americans. Yeah, I was like, is this a prank? Like, we like accidentally go to a tourist trap. But you know, then I realized there's also a lot of weird stuff that was on the menu, um, like the Francesciana uh, Francesciana sandwich. I'm not sure how to pronounce it uh, in Portuguese exactly. Where um, a Portuguese chef went to France, was inspired by the croque madame and croque monsieur, and went back to porto and rejiggered the recipe to make it appeal to portuguese palates um and so what you wound up with is kind of this brown tomato gravy thing that goes over like a sandwich that has bacon and hot dogs in it kind of um it is so weird Mm. uh but it is it is just one of those things where you like again we saw that and the Bloomin' Onion coming out the same restaurant you're just seeing this stuff come out and you're just like is this a prank like is this is this real food that people eat here? And the answer was yes. So it was just like a very disarming in that way. It could be both. It could be a prank. I mean, look at American food. We prank ourselves all the time. Outback Steakhouse oh, yeah. is an example. Yes. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you order the Bloomin' Onion? Was it also like as comically large as the, the onions that Outback serves? 
We did, as a matter of fact. Um, and it was too big because Jason doesn't really like onion that much, but he wanted to have it uh, just to try it. And I was just like, this is literally what a blooming onion is like in. Did they like core out the center guys. and put the little like the, the dipping sauce in the center of it? Oh, of course. <laughs> Where else are you put the dipping sauce? <laughs> On the side? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Aiden. Yeah, we could just go on and talk about like real sad places to eat. Um, but uh, let's just skip that. We'll probably conclude our our podcast for today and maybe decide whether or not we want to revisit the Dumb and Dumber universe um, mm. at some point. Before we go, uh, I think we need to pick which character we are. Oh, or am I both characters? Uh, are you feeling more hairy or are you feeling more void i feel like i don't see that's tough because i don't feel like i have lloyd's energy level but i know you do not have lloyd's <laughs> energy level well not now no <laughs> um but at the same time you're not as much of a you're not like a total sad sack like harry is mm. um but I also feel like I'm not as naive as Harry. Uh, I don't know. I Where think I'm... job. Do you want to, you want to drive or do you want to primp dogs? I guess drive. But I mean, even though Harry primps dogs, he actually drives in the majority oh, of the fair, film. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, it's multi-talented. Um, double I, threat. I, I know how to ride a motorcycle. So does that make me Lloyd? I guess. I mean, if, the restriction is it has to be one of these two inside of the film. Yeah. Then I'm not sure we are perfectly applied to these, but like you said, it, it could be like a mix of them as you or I whatever. Mean, you could be the, you could be the, the kidnapper guy who is just like endlessly frustrated by them and tries to shoot him. Yeah. I mean, well, he wasn't really a kidnapper, but, uh, Mike Starr's stomach ulcer guy. Um, I, I could be him. The, the short term. No, I was, I was going to say, uh, Charles Rockets. Oh, is that really a name? That's, oh, that's the actor's is. name. <laughs> this is the actor's name. Uh, in Europe, they call him Charles Arugula. Uh. It's a little reversal. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm. I just got that rocket of you know, arugula. <laughs> You're supposed to be the food guy here. I know. Um, it's tired. late. I know. Uh yeah. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be Harry because of the the dog outfit. Okay. I would wear the dog outfit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would. I think you would let you would go with the suit and the dignified hat. I guess that's true. So, get ready for some turbo lax. Mm. Oh boy. Mhm. Regular guy and you like that I stay regular. See, it's mm-hmm. just these lines all the way down. All right. Dumb and dumber. It has been established. Joseph Lloyd Rosensteel christmas christmas uh, what's harry's oh harry dunn mm-hmm. dan harry sturm dunn harry sturm mm-hmm. dunn that doesn't sound right no sounds like you've com- completed something um right. <laughs> um say farewell to all the peoples farewell to all the peoples